The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to effectively market to the middle of your funnel. Joining us is Agnes Josviak, who is a brand and communication director at ClickMeeting, which is a browser-based platform for hosting webinars and training sessions. The ClickMeeting platform serves as a gathering for your target audience, whether your goal is to convey key knowledge, demonstrate expertise, or generate sales. And today, Agnes is going to talk to us about how to brand and market a webinar. Okay, here's my conversation with Agnes Josviak, Brand and Communication Director at ClickMeeting. Agnes, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hi, Benjamin. I'm very glad to be here. Pleasure to have you here. I'm excited to uh, talk a little bit about marketing to the middle of the funnel and about webinars, a channel which I feel like most people think about is primarily a B2B tool. Let's start off by you telling us a little bit about your background and a little bit about ClickMeeting. Sure. So ClickMeeting started as an internal communication tool. So we needed that tool to communicate with external offices. And we thought, let's make it great. And then as a result, we think it may also serve other companies that have the same sort of goals and needs for communications. That's how ClickMeeting was launched back in 2011 as a part of GetResponse Company. And we are now a separate company for about three years now. And over those eight, nine years, the platform sort of went through different transformations because the environment, the webinar landscape was very, very dynamic. So we have to adjust, obviously, to meet markets requirements. And in the first phase, we were looking at delivering the webinar platform where audio and video was the most important. And obviously now in 2019, audio and video is a must. And you talk about other features that support communication, whatever your goal is. And people have different goals when deciding to organize webinars. I could probably talk to you about Click Meeting and how it's sort of transformed over the years for hours. <laughs> but I guess the most important is where we are at the moment and what we're planning to do with the platform and how we are going to respond to market needs. So I think that as much as I want to hear about Click Meeting and some of the features set, I think it's worth talking about the overall landscape of webinars. There are a whole host. It's a crowded place, whether it's Zoom conference and inviting people in through a non-webinar tool. I know that there are a whole host of other webinar platforms. 
and they come with a suite of features that are video, audio communication, screen sharing, recording, Q&A for guests. What are some of the other features that are sort of the table stakes for the webinar community? Oh, it really depends. There's no straight answer, really, because you can name all these features. And if you go to our page, clickmeeting.com, and see all the features, and when we divided them back in, for example, 2016, we divided all the features based on where you're doing your activities before webinar, so when you're preparing for the webinar, and what features you have, and then what features you need during the actual webinar, and then handy features to do the follow-up after the webinar. And I would say there are hundreds of them. We're preparing the new offer now, and there are really handful of features that are very useful. And it really depends what webinars you do, and uh, what webinars you do, and what your goal for webinar is, and what features. And that determines the features that you will need. We sort of worked out uh, this year a little bit different approach to features, because you still have people coming to you comparing different platforms, and they know what they're looking for, because they were using this platform, and they're looking for something else. And they compare the feature to feature. But obviously, there are plenty of businesses that they want to incorporate webinars as a part of their marketing strategy, and they don't know how to start and what to start with. So we came up with a concept of webinar flywheel. So you said webinar flywheel. Tell me a little bit about what that is and how it helps figure out what the strategy of a webinar should be. So um, we thought of a webinar flywheel as opposed to the traditional sales funnel because the sales funnel is pretty much linear and webinar flywheel is about automation. It's about automating processes to make your life as a business easy and effective. So many people, when they were starting from the beginning, I want to start webinars. What do I do? Do I need to have any content? Do I have to have a contact list that I will market to? So we are guiding through each step of the sales process and pointing out what features there, what tools of our platform are necessary to achieve specific goal on each stage. For example, if you have the first stage of creating content, because you have a content that you want to share, you start with a knowledge, you have some knowledge, whether it's an online course that you want to run or a sales demo, marketing presentation, you've got a knowledge that you put into the presentation. And then you record and then repurpose and make it an on-demand content. If you do an online course or some sort of training sessions that are made of several sessions, for example, at the end, you put out the certificates that you sent that are automatically sent out to attendees. So all these little bits and pieces, obviously you need to send invitations. How would you do that? How would you put your list on? Do I connect with any of the CRMs that I'm using? Yes, you do by internet integrating them with click meeting. So it's all the bits and pieces. Let's talk about the purpose of a webinar. I always thought about webinars as being a mid-funnel activity. And as I mentioned before, I generally think of webinars being something that are B2B sales focused, right? You already have access to a list of people and you're trying to educate them on something related to your industry to show some expertise, to give them a better impression of your brand and maybe soft sell some of the features and services of your product. I think that's the traditional way of thinking of a webinar. Yes, it's a nurturing process. And that's the phase that you use webinar for. And this is what we do as well. We've got our database that we have built because obviously we do webinars as well. 
and we've learned them over those many years. So we use the list that we have, depending on what webinar, because what type of webinar? We do different webinars. We invite experts in this specific field. We do case study webinars with our clients where they share their success stories just to show our sort of new and potential clients how they can put webinars into action for their business. And finally, we do webinars that are product updates that we show what's new in click meeting. It's pretty much like a demo, but it's more of a not salesy, but more of a retention process. So it's not only about sales, but you can use depending on the content that you provide, you can do really different types of webinars on different stage of your funnel. That's interesting in the sense of, I think of what you called it, webinar being used for nurture. And that's just the first thing that comes to my head with this channel, which is I have some knowledge I want to share with you to give you a positive brand impression. And maybe I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my product. You're talking about doing something that is post-conversion, a retention activity, which is training your existing customer, also a great use of a webinar. Are there any ways which people are using webinars as lead generation tools? Well, I guess it's also a process because you can generate leads through different channels, just like we do when we invite an expert to a webinar. We want to promote it widely. We do paid campaigns for the webinars. We even record a short video invitation that we then promote through paid advertising on social media and YouTube, and we build lists that way. And then we build that list. So we've got about 2,000 people registered for the webinar. And then obviously, like two years ago, we had about 40% turnout rate from the registration. Now it's about 15% because there are plenty of contents out there. So people need to decide which webinar to attend. And normally what we say when we invite our audience to the webinar is, hey, register anyway, we will send you the recording even if you don't turn up. But we have them and we communicate with them. So we follow up after the webinar, be it they turn up or they don't. So it's a different type of communication to those two groups. So we're sending the recording, inviting to the next webinar and sort of nurture through that list. So let's walk through the process. I understand that as you're thinking about setting up a webinar, there's multiple different ways that you can use this format of marketing, whether it be to engage and nurture, whether it be to retain, or maybe this is actually a way to group all of your leads together and you can do more of a hard sell sales demo. There's a couple different ways to use a webinar. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to me about the marketing of a webinar. I've decided that I'm going to do a nurture campaign and I'm going to share some knowledge that I've built about how to run a consulting business as an example. And I have a list of leads of people that I've engaged with that I think are potential clients. Do I just email them and saying I'm putting on this webinar or what are some of the channels and ways that you can engage with your prospects? So you're setting up your event and I normally advise to do it about three to four weeks in advance, because this is how much in advance you need to set it up to be able to reach to your people. You don't want a situation that you're setting up your webinar a day or two beforehand, because you still need to prepare. You need to still give yourself time to promote. So you're setting up your event, you're setting up your time, you're putting out the agenda that can be sent in the email invitation. We have customized email invitations that you can customize through the process of setting up an event. So you're setting up all these things, the agenda when people land on your waiting room when they're waiting to join the webinar. So you can leave them notes, you can leave them the video. So once you set up your webinar, you're ready to share the link to your webinar in the email invitation. So you upload your list and off you go, sending out like a first initial invitation. So you mentioned that you want to set up your webinar three to four weeks before you launch and you're going through this initial round of outreach. I'm imagining that sending one email announcing that you're having a webinar is not enough Talk to me about how you're re-engaging your list. What's the right volume of email? How do you segment that email list? So the first email out can be very general with the agenda, with just the time and details of the webinar. Then a week later, for example, you're segmenting the list. You're seeing who registered and who didn't. And the first group registered for your webinar, it will be good to tell them to remind them slightly that your webinar is coming closer. So perhaps record a video invitation. Hey, you registered for the event. I'll see you in two weeks. Just just a handful of information. Right. Really excited that you're going to be coming to the webinar. Here's a little bit of value that's going to help you be prepared to make the most out of the event. Don't forget, here's the date and the time. Perfect. That's correct. So you're continuing to market to the people that have registered, just getting people to actually show up. Your attendance rate is what you're continuing to market for because a registration does not necessarily equal an attendee. Yeah, you're just letting them know. You're just reminding them slightly about your webinar out of all these webinars that are out there on the market. And the second group that haven't responded to your first invitation, then again, you can record a video. Hey, I've noticed that you haven't registered for the webinar. Here's the value you will get. So I encourage you to register. So that's the second email to the group that haven't registered. So that we've got two segments. You mentioned that you're creating a video. Talk to me about the dynamics of delivering that message. You're emailing someone a link to a video. Then how do you actually get them from the video to the registration page? We normally put a video on our blog page and you have more information on the actual event and then a link back to the registration. 
So from your email in your second round, you're not necessarily delivering somebody to the registration page. You're sending them to a short form piece of content, which has the link to the registration page. You're basically building an interstitial. Yes. Okay. So you, now you've gone through this round, you're a few weeks out from your webinar, you've re-engaged with the people that have said that they're going to attend the webinar, you're reaching out to the people that haven't registered, and then you just wait a couple of weeks and you fire away the event. And then you, you know, obviously you have to continue to engage them to make sure that people show up. With the last two weeks before your webinar, once you've sent a few rounds of invites and you're encouraging people to attend the webinar, what are you doing to make sure that you're driving high attendance rates? Well, it's always surprises. And I guess there's no correct answer, but you need to, like you said, you need to engage. You need to let your attendees know that they will get the best value out of the webinar. But even if they don't show up, you will still have their email address and then you will have someone who's potentially interested and then someone you can nurture then feed with a specific content, even if they don't turn up on the webinar. As you're talking through this, I'm thinking about the example that I gave you earlier of if I'm going to run a webinar talking to people about how to run an independent consulting business. Mm -hmm. And let's say the agenda is going through your personal network, sending out your email outreach, getting people from networking to business development leads and getting people from business development leads to being your consulting clients. That's my agenda. When you're talking to people that have registered, it's going to be like, hey, the first thing we're going to talk about is how to segment your leads. Let me give you a little tip before the webinar. Here's how you can get the names and email addresses out of everybody that you know from LinkedIn. We're going to go through this list on the webinar. So don't forget to bring this with you to be prepared to make the most out of the event. You're providing a little value that's being sent towards the people that are registering and you're teaching them, hey, this is going to be valuable. It's going to be actionable. I'm going to teach you something you didn't know going into the webinar. So you feel like it's going to be a worth while investment of your time, but you're actually going to show up on the day of the event. As you get closer to the event, what's the right cadence of reaching out to remind people what the dates and the times are and what's the messaging that you have when you're in the week leading up to the event? So perhaps a week before, but again, you don't want to storm with too many emails, like two email invitations, then perhaps two reminders. What we normally do, we remind about the webinar 24 hours before and an hour before. Those are the two reminders that we sent out and they sent out automatically. And even to those who haven't registered, we're saying, hey, we're starting this in an hour. And we have the great conversion from that as well. Starting in an hour, I'm still at work or I'm traveling. I can access it on my mobile. So yeah, I'll join it. It's going to be a great webinar. I'll just do. I'm going to call this the rule of one. You're going to reach out to the people that you want to invite to your webinar one month in advance to start your email cadence. You're going to reach out to them one week after you've done your initial outreach. You're going to reach out to them again one week before the event, one day before the event, and one hour before the event. Yeah, that could work. Made that up on the fly. The rule of one. The rule of one. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that before, but it didn't sort of connect it with what we were talking about. I'm taking credit for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So are there any other channels that you recommend outside of email marketing to promote your webinar? Are you running Facebook ads to try to remind people of the events? What else are you doing to try to drive interest? We're setting up an event on Facebook. We promote the video invitation, and that's a great sign-up conversion to attendees. We promote it on our blog, on our pages, on our service. We promote it to the people who are already our customers or customers to be, if we want to convert them, depending on what webinar we do. 
and really we just try out things depending if we do like a webinar with an expert we do some pr activities as well around this so the expert actually uh, help us promote the webinar so you're trying to use all of the various channels that you have at your disposal. One of the things that I'm hearing you say is a lot of it is organic earned and owned media that you're using. You're either doing PR, you're reaching out to the existing user bases you already own. You're not doing a lot of paid marketing to try to drive people to the webinar. You're not doing Facebook ads. Well, we're setting up an event on Facebook and we promote it and that's it. But it's a process. It's not just on day one, on the first webinar, if I'm trying to build my audience, I'll get it right straight away. It's a process. You've got many learning curves and you'll see what techniques really work for your webinars. Last question for you before I let you go. As you think about conversion rates, when you're emailing your guests, what percentage of your list do you think is actually going to register when you go through the email cadence on average? And what percent of those registrations are actually going to attend a webinar? So we normally get about 30% open rate of emails, where from we've got about between five and seven conversion rate to attendees. And then if we get, for example, 2,000 people registered for an event during these three, four weeks promotion activities, we normally get about 2,000 people registered. Then nowadays, it's about 15% turnout rate. So if I do the math correctly, you're looking at roughly a 1.5% conversion rate from invite to a registration. And what percent of the registrations are actually showing up to the event on average? It depends. It used to be about 40%. That was a year or two years back. Now it's about between 15 and 20. And it's still good because we have those 2,000 emails captured that we can invite to the next event and nurture them and feed them with the content. So I think the rule of thumb here is when you're pushing out a webinar, the expectation for people to be available at the date and time that you're hosting the event is always a hurdle. You want to plan the event early. You want to make sure you're clearly communicating what the purpose of the event is. And throughout the marketing process, you're going to be talking about the value that you're going to bring to your audience to make sure that they know it's going to be a worthwhile investment. And even then, you're looking at a fraction of the user base that you're reaching out to is actually going to be able to attend. So in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how to make sure that the people that are attending your webinars get value and are also driving business results. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Agnes Josviak, Brand and Communication Director at ClickMeeting for joining us. In part two of our interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Agnes is going to tell us how to make webinars effective events that drive business results. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Agnes, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet. Her handle is Agnes underscore W-A-G-N-E-S underscore W. Or you can visit her company's website, which is clickmeeting.com. Just one link that I'd like to tell you about in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com. We have summaries of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could sign up for our weekly newsletter and you can ask us any marketing questions or give us topic suggestions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology 
acknowledge in our podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Agnes Josviak from Click Meeting, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.